Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tuneful Beatful Artful Music Teacher Podcast. As I record this, I'm in the throes of my own winter performances, which are much less elaborate than they used to be due to some cuts in my rehearsal schedule, but still bring the stress of the season. But I definitely wanted to bring you this last conversation with Sister Lorna. I wanted to save this particular part of the conversation with Sister Lorna as its own entity, because what we talked about in it is really important. What a thing it is to sit down with a music education pioneer and legend like Sister Lorna, who has seen so much in her career, and be able to dialogue with her not only about the very beginning of that career, but to also talk with her about very current issues. So I'm happy to share this very frank conversation that she and I had about racist songs in the elementary repertoire, as well as what constitutes American folk music. But before I do, it occurred to me as I was editing that there is a fairly big omission on my part as we spoke about what fame is trying to do with our diversity, equity, and inclusion committee in the episode. I never acknowledged the fact that the number one reason we are having these very conversations at the committee level, at FAME, and across Facebook, and and with each other in person, is because we at FAME were called out by many Black, Indigenous, and people of color in our profession, along with some of their very strong allies who have been tirelessly working for justice for American music students. Without this calling to account, we at FAME and I simply would not be where we are in the process of seriously reevaluating what's going on in our classrooms. So I want to take this moment to keep it very real and thank those of you who have been doing this work for years and years, especially the Black, Indigenous, and people of color who have tirelessly and patiently educated us and answered and re-answered and then answered again the many questions those of us who need to be educated have asked. Thank you to those of you across different music educator pages on Facebook and also on Twitter who are dedicated to true change and social justice in the American music classroom and really around the world for provoking me to think long and hard. And even though it has been tough at times, I thank you for holding my feet to the fire to make sure I am accountable along the way. I want to take a second also to thank Dr. Feyerabin, GIA Publications, and Alec Harris, and our DEI Chair and FAME President-elect Emily Marek for being beyond willing to make real time to explore the repertoire under question, as well as the bigger questions about racism. And thank you to our entire FAME DEI committee, of course, especially to the Black, Indigenous, and people of color who are members for giving your time and effort to this important work. And for everyone else, I hope wherever you are in your own journey with these hard questions, that you will listen to the honest discussion Sister Lorna and I had, because it may give you some insight into why we at FAME have come to realize how necessary it is. You were talking about how things move on and change and the times are changing and of course in some ways they stay the same you know mm-hmm. so are you aware of this kind of current blossoming of conversation about uh, repertoire oh. in the classroom equity diversity songs with racist backgrounds yes i i am it's a, just a really fraught conversation um and so it's difficult to remove 
the emotion out of it. Somebody has to take the bull by the horns and approach this objectively. And who's ever going to do that? I don't know. Good luck to them. Good luck to them. Yes. We're trying at FAME. You know, we have convened this uh, committee. and. Are you getting many complaints? or? Yes, many. So, but part, here's, the, here's my, my viewpoint. I am not, I'm like a kind of a person of color, <laughs> half Filipino, but for all intents and purposes, I'm a white person. Um, because I pass as a white person and I have those privileges and what I believe are privileges. So you haven't felt anything personally? Hardly. My okay. whole life, hardly. Okay. A couple times. Um, however, those couple of times have been very challenging to me and certainly have caused me to have a greater empathy and to acknowledge at the bottom, the bottom line is, I am not a person of color, so I cannot speak to um, what it's like to have these interactions with the repertoire. Okay, so there's that. Um, the most important thing to me is balance and the ability for two sides to communicate to each other. Uh, like each our other. like our partisan people are not doing bipartisan exactly, people. Exactly, which is drives me insane. That's why we're going down the tubes. Exactly, and nothing is accomplished when two. It's like my children, you know, my students and my children. If you dig your heels in and you dig your heels in, we will go nowhere very That's fast. That's right, exactly. And it will escalate. Exactly. And so here's my approach. My approach is let's listen, like. Yes. I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to ask that you listen to me. Mm -hmm. And we are going to do our best to do battle right? Um, when we need to, but always with respect and um, learning, which is hard for me, to be silent. Not just shutting the other person Absolutely. down. Absolutely. That's what I, I, is very difficult for me, and that's what I'm seeing, unfortunately, a lot on both sides of this issue because in the past mm -hmm. months I have been squarely uh, in the center of a lot of two sides coming uh, at me, which is okay because I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot about my own kind of innate uh, prejudice that I didn't know was there and trying to just and be And all quiet. of us have some of absolutely. that. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Um, and balancing objectivity without invalidating somebody's real passion for something. Mm -hmm. So it's something even on the Facebook page. Since I started that Facebook page, in the very beginning it was, we can have passionate debate about the things that matter to us, but we will never be a place where you will be disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I did read that. Yes. And so I'm going to do every, I always say I can control so few things in the world. But I can that control can. the yeah, children in my classroom, mm -hmm. how they interact. And I always say, you're going to fake it at least, you know, you're going to go through the motions of being civil. Mm -hmm. Let's have, and then I do hear the other side's contention of we're tired of civility. We're tired of this. Yeah. And so the, the balance there is saying, I don't want to just say to them, well, then get out. We're not going to talk. I want to say, why is that? 
you know, maybe I don't understand why it's so mm -hmm. difficult. So when it comes to looking at these songs, you know, we have, we worked very hard to convene a committee. The committee is big, which can be, you know, a hard. A little, yeah. yeah. Have, have but it was important to uh, Alec Harris. Include a lot yes. of, yeah, yeah. And so we have these kind of powerhouse people who come to the table. We want to make sure there are people of color there. Uh, we have um, uh, black, Asian. indigenous, mm -hmm. Asian, um, biracial. Mm -hmm. We have people sitting That's at the good. table. And we have heavy-hitting academians. And we have some, I mean, I say this with the greatest respect, regular teachers. Sure. I know what you're saying. And so sure. I'm praying that we come out of this. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be perfect, but we are committed to trying. So when we look at this repertoire... Trust me, I have been fielding so much anger from both sides. Mm -hmm. You know, the people who are like, just oh, get over it, and racism doesn't exist, to the people who are like, it's hard. burn it all down to the yeah, ground. So, But I will remain, you know, in the mm -hmm. center, mm -hmm. uh, trying to be honest and mm -hmm. balanced and say, we're going to talk about it. Nobody will be shut down unless you become belligerent, Accusatory, right? Bullying. Right. That's good. That won't be tolerated. Yeah, that's that's so excellent. It's just my children all the time. I mm -hmm. sit them down and say, "You need to tell your brother why you're so upset. It's okay to be upset. Mm -hmm. It's not okay to attack." That's and right. So, how can we learn to express uh, without vitriol? It's hard. As and they're not getting. It's not being modeled by adults. No, that's the problem. And I mean, that's the thing. These are educators working with children, and you know what? The thing is, they're passionate about it, and and I keep throwing that word around, but I mean it. I understand that feeling so strongly about something. Uh, I just hope we can learn to. The thing that's hardest is sit and listen. Mm -hmm. Sit and listen to somebody, mm -hmm. even when they are saying something that is profoundly mm -hmm. different than mm -hmm. how you feel. Um, I want, I want to see that happening more. Yeah. And so I think these songs, I am no longer, I don't know that I, I think for me personally as a practitioner, I was more like, eh, I don't need to know, you know, maybe two years ago if you asked me, does it mean something bad? Well, I don't know if it means something bad, so then I can just move forward and I'm ignorance. just going to say then leave it alone or yes. whatever. That's what I would think. Sure, and, that, and yeah. I did that for years. But now I have people coming to me saying, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And so I have two options when they say that to me. Shut them out and say, well, it's okay for me, and you do what you're mm -hmm. doing. Or I can sit and say, why don't you tell me? You know, why are you saying that? Because to me, isn't it okay if I don't know the meaning and they don't know the meaning? And then I want to hear you talk to me mm -hmm. and say, let me tell you why it's not okay. Mm -hmm. And then I can make my decision right? and say, right. you know what? You've convinced me. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be doing these mm -hmm. songs anymore. So I wish we had more of that. Yeah. Instead, it just becomes like this side over here, this side over here. So we're trying either, at fame. Either for or against. Yeah. That's, it's like you must choose yeah. one or the other. So mm -hmm. we are really making the effort to have the conversation. I think that's, you're probably one of the first groups in the country doing something like this. Because I, I, I tried to do some research. I couldn't find anything yeah, where people are really seriously. Well, we, You know what's funny? We were going to start having this discussion more officially and then 
a lot of stuff happened in the summer that uh-huh. just got, and you know what? It was necessary. It yeah. was very painful, but I believe necessary to, um, to work through that. Yeah. I mean, you have to see the poison mm-hmm. to get it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to know it's there. Acknowledge it's yeah. there. And uh, not acknowledging cancer or poison is just, doesn't you know, help to heal. Yeah. You, yeah. you can maybe yeah. get away with it for a little while, mm-hmm. but it will start to. Now, practically, can you tell me what does this mean? Taking things out of books? Or yes, what? which I know makes people, some people, I should say, not people. There are people who have this kind of automatic reaction to that idea of pulling mm-hmm. something out. Uh, but we have come to a place where we're like, if we can verify these things about this music, the bottom line is, will there ever be a time when a child sings this song, says this rhyme, goes on maybe that day, a week, a month, a mm-hmm. year, five years, looks at that song, realizes the derivation mm-hmm. of it, and is hurt mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, to me, that was a changing point. And do you want to hear okay. something interesting? When I was a kid, uh, I would say the rhyme, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. I think we all well did. Well right? And um, I realized my own my children are getting older. The other day, my kid was saying it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, my. So mm-hmm. I will never forget um, what happened. I heard the explanation to that, and I was not, I mean, I was a teenager at that point, and I remember feeling, you know, I was fine, but there was a part of me that felt betrayed yes, yes. by grown-ups. Sure. And yeah. I remember saying to my friend, I thought grown-ups were the ones who are supposed to tell us, like, um, tell yes, us, that's right. bad to do, that's bad to do. And right. here they are teaching us. That's right. Um, but I realize now that they didn't, you know, there wasn't some willful, like, no, now they I will didn't, They didn't know you. either. They heard but it from that's somebody okay. else. And, the yeah. one thing that comes out that I've heard that sounds trite, but it's very true, is when you know better, you must do better. Right. You know, we're not going to persecute you for not no, knowing something. A- absolutely. The that's, question is now that you know. That's a good statement. Yeah. Now that you know, what will you do? And the bottom line for me, Sister Lona, the thing that breaks my heart is if I see people who are holding on mm-hmm. to these songs, uh, some of them, mm-hmm. some of the songs, and are so willing to fight tooth and nail, to me, I have to say, Why? There are so many wonderful pieces of music, and we can just learn. I was just gonna say, yeah. they don't yeah. have to, but yeah. we've got we've got choices galore. Yes, I mean, so <laughs> that's many. why I say just avoid it, don't yes, do it, take it. And so that's why our approach right now is, uh, and John has come to a place where he's like, we are going to take out things that we learn are offensive mm-hmm. because it's just not worth it. It's this, not you worth know, it. and what I've had people say, well, this is a historical thing and ethnomusic. So here's what I say. This is just me, Missy, not speaking for everybody. Take out the pieces, put them in another book, study that book when you are in high school, college. I'm not saying erase history. I'm saying take it. You know what somebody said? Uzi Brown said, don't put it on the lips of children. Yes. That's if a, you know. That's a good way to put that. Don't put it on the yeah. lips of children. So, But it, it might be a research component somewhere oh, about absolutely, that. absolutely. Absolutely. What does this show us about mm-hmm. our history? Mm-hmm. And, but that's different. You're not. Yes. And that's. A, foisting it on kids. Yes. And that's a thing. It's. 
I think that we all get so, I know I do. I feel defensive. Yeah. If somebody, you know, if I learn a song that I've done for years and sure. that I like or maybe yeah. even love, uh-huh. you know, I feel like it's saying something about me. And so when I think in all of humanity, when we let go of that, when we kind of depersonalize it, then what's the big deal? Yeah, that's, that's what I kept right. saying to my friends that's who were right. saying, but I love that song. There's so many other songs. Uh, exactly. Just, it's not worth it. If there was this. nothing else to use. but <laughs> Right, right. And it, it just, yeah. bottom line is. Do some research. Yes, and, yeah. If you've researched it. Yeah. And that's one thing we're all learning, mm-hmm. that we have dropped the ball on being informed about the repertoire we are using. That's and the right. Kodai people yes. can teach us You're right. a, a lot about that. Because You're right. that's one reason. Myself included. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that. Without knowing, you know, yeah. Yeah. And I never thought to, like I said, not vetted Kodai person. I didn't know about collecting, you know, finding out oh, yes. the sources, finding sure. out these things. But now I do. That's what should be done. Yep. And now the good news is there's a massive awareness about this yes. now. And so... So that's hope, a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that yeah. Yeah. we've taken a lot of hits, and rightly so in many ways, and... Uh, my father taught me this a long time ago. You know, when somebody attacks you or says things to you that seem, at least initially, outrageous to you. You know, you are this. You are... Uh, yeah, so yeah. this happened to me the first week somebody called me a racist. Uh, hmm. That was the first time somebody had said that to Jeez. me. And that's okay. I mean, it, it, it was very painful. It was like a sucker punch. But it sure woke me up. Because here's what my dad said. When somebody says something like that to you, instead of just becoming instantly defensive which is understandable and fighting just take a step back and ask yourself the question is there any truth in that statement wow yeah and he said that way if you do it objectively Mm -hmm. and then you try to answer it objectively Mm, that's right then you can dismiss what's not true because he said then you could say to yourself you know what? I do have some inherent bias, but I've tried to live my life X, Y, and Z. So, yes, you have a point. Maybe not as much as you think, but it's just like this ability to not just instantly react. You got a wise father. I do. I'm very, very wise for my father. Very wise. Yeah, and I think that when this this person said to me, "You are a racist," and so here's what I thought. First thing was. How dare you? You know, I am not, you know, just kind of this. It was like an arrow to the heart, but I did what dad said. I stepped back and said, uh-huh. stop and think. Am I doing that? Like, and then it came to me. There were a couple of points on which they were correct. And I said, I'm trying to shut down things that are negative um, instead of letting this conversation kind of come out. So I was grateful. Wow, for that. that's a big step. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been tough, but it's a good thing. And it's mm-hmm. a good thing for every practitioner. But I do not want to put things on the lips of children right. that should not right. be there. That's it. Should, and it's just being propagated then. Yes. One generation, then one generation to yeah. the next. And hearing my own children yeah. say that rhyme. And I, was, I said to Jackson, yeah. my youngest, where did you learn that? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, I just See? heard it. Yeah, that's it. You know? Probably from some adult. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and so I was wondering, you know, what you had heard about that and, you know, your thoughts on it. 
As I say, I'm, I'm just at the bottom level of trying to comprehend what the, the real sure. issue is. Sure. But it has to be done. Absolutely. We all have to do it. The work The work is there. And it it's painful work. It's painful work. Yeah. And if you're not willing to do it, yeah. it's like not addressing the cancer. That's right. You know, exactly. not going for the treatment. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what, like I said, we're doing that at FAME. We have some great people who are willing to sit down with us, educate us. You know, as I said in a statement I made, I believe in this work. If I didn't, let me you wouldn't tell be you, doing it. Yeah, I, and I would have run away from this organization yeah, a long sure, time ago. So I am proud sure. of the people. Uh, I'm not trying to, I, and I'm not saying pat myself on the back. It's work we should be doing. You know, but bless um, you that that yes. that you know. I'm going to say something. That's a grace from the Lord. Absolutely. That's that you say we've got to do something about this. We yeah. can't just say, oh well. Right. Right. Yeah. The thing that drives me the most. Mo- crazy right now and it's still happening i see it on different facebook pages um you just have these two camps the people who are pushing and prodding uh, sometimes too aggressively in my estimation but i get it now i get it mm-hmm. where before i would dismiss that now right. i say yeah. that's coming from somewhere right it's like they're tired of some polite. rationale for that yeah yeah they're just like screaming right. from frustration right and then you have people who say you know what you're in charge of your classroom. You do what you want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. And it's just like you can't have a conversation no, no. anymore. That shuts down. Right Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you for being. Uh, no, no. I think that, no. This is a this is this is a life issue. Yeah, for sure. Oh, here's something. I don't know. I don't know the answer to this exactly. You know, when you're in Hungary, or at least years mm-hmm. ago, knowing what folk music is is simple. Relatively speaking, it is. Uh-huh. When you're in America, it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. And you know, what do you think constitutes American folk music now? How has that morphed? You know, because that's something we're hearing all the time. Like, oh, it's you know, what do you do with these children who um, have Mexican heritage, right. Pakistani heritage? Their music should be included. Right. Your curriculum should include. You who've got sitting in front of you, you have to make sure that the curriculum should be inclusive and the rest of the kids should know listen to this beautiful song that comes from mexico and carlos to immediately bring that bonding issue in there that this isn't just some foreign thing but then let's get back to the other stuff but this is what i tell teachers make a big deal out of the fact that you've got somebody are we ever lucky yes are we ever lucky that we have learning. Carlos? Yes. yes. So to put a positive spin. But the first thing is that to be inclusive and to find a song that is symptomatic of that culture yeah. and to praise it like you would praise yeah. any other. And thing. to learn it. And to learn it. And really, I think, it. to have those kids part that's, of the process. That's what is important. Yeah. Because we really are. I mean, I remember 10 years ago thinking in my district, we have this now very large Indian, Pakistani, um, yeah. and some Middle Eastern people population. I was looking through my rosters in at least seven classes, which is a fair amount of classes mm-hmm. in the roster, mm-hmm. over 50% of the wow. children. Right? That's, and I'm thinking, that's my high, music is not reflecting this. Oh, but that's a high percentage. Yes. And so I yeah. need to yeah. start. I used to be... Um, you know, it was almost like the token multicultural piece of music. 
And we're way past that now. We have passed that. And also, I really feel strongly about connecting it immediately. To the to, classroom. To, yes, to the exactly. Yeah. You know, it's not this is a foreign thing, but the, it, it's, we're right here. We've yes. got, we, you know. Do you know the, the folk song, family folk song project? It's a book from GIA, Kathy Ward. I think that, that yes, I do. I think it's it's a step in the right direction. I, I do, too. I'm, I've, for the past three years, I've been like, this year yeah. I'm going to do it. This year I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, guess what, Sister Lorna? This year I'm going <laughs> to do it. And now I'm saying it on the podcast. But I think it is, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Because it's. Yeah going to your community exactly and saying would you share with us exactly things you remember uh-huh. um, I've heard really positive things from it and it certainly is a step in the right direction. the other thing I recommend to teachers because I'm asked questions like what you're asking right now about this about the classroom the other thing I recommend I say what about having um this is one thing that I'm recommending to our music and our music for tots program because it's been successful I have one evening during the sessions, whether it's eight-week or ten-week session, when we invite everybody to come, and we're going to have a singing and dancing thing with the children. Hmm. So all the kids or anyone who wants to bring kids do this. Then I added this. I said, when you have uh, other people, like Asian children and so forth and so on, have somebody from that culture that, that trusts you and that that the adult gets up and sings a song from that culture along with somebody from a white culture also singing a song, okay? So that the kids see that the adults also are being included. Right. This has been successful. I was just going to say, how did you... I only did it once or twice, but it was tremendously. I had people asking for it again. This was some years ago that I did it, before this whole thing. Right, right, right. No, I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's interesting because really, it goes back to this philosophy of everybody has the right to be exactly. musical. It's not just the white kids exactly. in your class, exactly. You know, um, and your parents have the right mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. musical. And so, how can we as music educators uh, foster that in our communities, in our local mm-hmm. communities? You know, mm-hmm. how can we get so a family folk dance night is like that? This was very successful because. You know, grandmas and grandpas and were dancing with these little kids. Yeah. And then I'd say, okay, everybody mix, and they'd have to go to somebody else's right. family. Some yeah. other really. It. I was trying to be inclusive mm-hmm. in that way, but more, I was trying to just get music in the family. Sure. I wasn't thinking exactly. Of but that's what I mean. Like, it's what's just, so interesting is when we go back down yeah. to that basic tenet: every person has the right to be musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then. Because that is a common denominator, right. it just necessarily is right. going to become inclusive. So this is one thing, if I can say it to you, Missy, that you might want to bring to your group, is getting communities together, yes. small pods of communities together, yes. to share just just with, with the kids. Yeah. I don't mean a long time, but you know, have grandma who's from Pakistani maybe right. sing a song. And then you've taken a song in your classroom prior to that. You know, oh, we know this song. Okay, kids from fourth grade, let's... Right. This could be a powerful thing. Absolutely. As we're talking... Connectedness. Yeah, as we're talking, I'm thinking, I have a family folk dance night every year. Wonderful. But what might be cool is taking 15 minutes of the hour 
and say somehow yeah. I don't know what, but I'm thinking yeah, as do, we're to, talking. Do something that yeah, that, or have we have so many kids mm -hmm. who take um, Indian dance and music class. Wonderful, and to just focus. Let them teach Let them us. Show it, yes. Let them yeah. teach us, including the parents sure. and the grandparents right. and the community. Right. People. So these are the kinds of things that are that natural. builds community. Yep. yep. And is going right into this, mm -hmm. you know, philosophy that we believe so wholeheartedly. And why does it work? Because it makes sense. If everybody makes musical, a lot of sense, every community, every uh, ethnic group, every we're making music. You know, out of our hearts, out of the abundance That's of right, our hearts. Exactly. And so why not share that? Because for me, when I hear like um, Filipino music and yeah, it's just something sure. it's something that calls to me, even if it sounds different. Honey, it's part of your makeup. Yeah. 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 It's part of your DNA. Exactly. <laughs> My literal DNA. <laughs> I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah. Look at us. That's beautiful. These we, we need to share more with each other. We're Taking steps forward, mm -hmm. there will be steps That's back. That's good. Um, and, and is can I ask? Is GIA supporting this? Oh my goodness! Not oh. just supporting it, uh, facilitating much of it, uh, which is wonderful. Alec mm -hmm. Harris, Tom Hawley, um, Dr. Fire Robin, we have been working very closely together um, okay. to confront the issues, and we are at a place where, um, as this committee. They're making criteria uh, by which to uh, judge songs, you know, go through this criteria. If it's uh, merited, they'll be removed in a republication of the books. Uh, and I couldn't be prouder of that. And That's wonderful. Alec has been, um, I mean, from moment one with me, incredibly supportive. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And he was the one making connections to a lot of people uh, actively. And he also just, this sounds funny, but like emotionally supporting me, you know, when it was the well, most Well, that's difficult. important, though. Yeah. And what, just, I'm very thankful. Or you feel you're standing out in the field by Absolutely. yourself sometimes. Yeah, there you know? was a lot of yeah. crying, a lot sure. of, you yeah. know, soul searching. And I guess, let me ask a question. Sure, sure. And, and, no, please. Uh, you no. Know, now, when you're thinking of this, See, I'm a research person. Right. right. Yeah. So when you're thinking of this, are you thinking of having your committee, they look at Asian things and they look at, at Native American things and they look at, because otherwise, my feeling is it's going to be so broad and such a hodgepodge. Well, I you, mean, you don't, I, I don't, because I, I don't really know what I'm talking about. No, I, I haven't done. Same thing here. Same. I, I think what we're doing is it's kind of like, taking one bite at a time, right? So the first thing is looking at the songs in first steps as they stand. And pulling those pulling, out that you think might be... Yes, pulling those out, the ones out that are questionable and have been proven to be so. The next question is, where do we go next? Because we're just in this moment of the most expedient, th the fastest thing is, not fast is the wrong word, most pressing is what is in this book that is still being sold, you know, and then we need to start. Well, that is primary research. Yes. I mean, the research yeah. of a different kind. Absolutely. And then maybe a step will be to get to the ethnic groups. Yes. That, yeah. Yes. And that's, that's what we're trying to do. Um, I just said on Facebook that this Karen Howard, uh, 
Karen Howard's uh, First Steps in Global Music book uh, is coming out, and there was an immediate and I reaction a really positive yeah, reaction. Yeah, yeah, okay, um, okay. She cites all her sources. Good, good. Uh, and so I think that's a great yeah. step, and that I'm very thankful to say has been in process for a few years now. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. And now that we have these uh, black, indigenous people and people of color at mm -hmm. the table, um, and we we are, what's the grown-up word? What? What is the word? Oh, my gosh. Compa not, not compensating. Yeah, compensating. compensating. I'm like reconciling? Yeah, no, compensating. Compensating them for their time. For their because work. really... Yeah. Um, Shows respect right there. Yes, and that was suggested by people. That wasn't some great mm -hmm. idea I mm -hmm. had. Um, and we're we're going to ask them, what would you like to see? What would you like to see? And then have dialogue. And what's nice about this committee is you have um, an ethnomusicologist. You have good. People. So I was going to ask yes, that. Good. Yes. Good. Um, I know what happens in organizations. If you get too bogged down yeah. in a huge thing, so my always my approach is, what's this step now? Mm -hmm. Okay, we did that. Now let's yeah. go to the because not not other, five things at yes, one time. Because what happens inevitably, and it's happened in the past. It's like Missy, you should do this, and you should do this, and you, and I'm like, I mm -hmm. I have to focus. Mm -hmm. This has to be the first thing. And Alec has been incredible. He was the first one. We will republish the books. You know, he didn't. There was no fighting yeah. and begging him. Absolutely, John. Absolutely, same thing. So I'm, I'm very thankful. But you, proud. but you must be doing something though, like prioritizing your questions. Right. I mean, yes. This, like you say, this is first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you already know what might be third or fourth? Right. See, I, try okay. moving in that direction. I think, to be honest, what I saw happening as I saw my, you know, becoming the president of Fame. Last year, in my mind, I thought, I want to have a committee to talk about this, this, because I, I know it's happening. I can see it happening. Right, right. And I said it like this. I felt like for two years, I saw two freight trains very far <laughs> away from each other. But, like, my binoculars showed me that that one was coming this way, and that That's one was coming this analogy. way. That's a good analogy. And I was just like, and it's so funny. And in the summer, I said, um, before everything happened, I'm not joking, maybe a month, I said at the first board meeting, we are going to create a committee that's going to look mm -hmm. at these questions. Mm -hmm. And then everything broke loose in late August, August. And yeah, I had to struggle with, I didn't like that it looked like we were being so, we were being reactionary, of course. Well, yeah, I think that would be the normal thing to happen <laughs> right. all of a sudden. Right, but part of me was like, we were going to talk about this. You know, mm -hmm. just, it came so much faster yeah. and that's okay. That's as it should yeah. be, and I'm thankful that it happened before school started. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I said, mm -hmm. I'm having all my angst, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of what's happening with that, and it won't be easy. It's not going to be easy, no. Kittle. No. And uh, I have news. Uh, many people won't be happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that's why we have but, to do what's but right. But you're always going to have yeah. that. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What I've learned is, um, you know, when people, you're not going to please everybody, and um, I always joke, when somebody we're not going to please everybody. I'm like, well, could we just please a few people? <laughs> the important <laughs> ones, the ones. Well, and when I say that, I mean the reasonable people, the people yeah, who are thinking right. and, and yeah. love children and and are um, people of color. And sure, you know, sure. I, if if I have a group of people who I really respect and trust, and they say, I think this is pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we'll change it later. Try it out. Yeah. 
You have exactly. to. And I have yeah. to close my ears to the people who are hyper-reactionary, mm-hmm. you know, who are, they, we just have, nah, I shouldn't say close my ears, but like, listen, mm-hmm. but keep moving forward in what I believe is um, mm-hmm. the best path. Have an open ear. Yep. Yeah. Listen. Don't, don't shut down. Yeah, and think of what dad says. Take mm. what's right, take what's true, right. dismiss the rest, exactly. and don't let it stick right. in your head. Right. And so to bring it back to that comment when somebody said, you know, said, you are a racist and doing this, what I was able to do was say, I think I'm more racist than I ever would want to acknowledge. And so I'm going to do something about that. I'm going to educate myself. I'm going but it's to because it. of the culture you, you grew sure, up, sure. you grew up here. You're, right. you're, you're going right. to imbibe some of this yes, stuff. I've, uh, I've been learning a lot about what people call white privilege, white fragility, sure. things that are very, they're very provocative terms, mm-hmm. but the more I learn, mm-hmm. the more they resonate. And we've taken it for granted, you see. No, and that's the whole point. I mean, that's yeah. why we never thought there was anything wrong. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's why we're so offended. You know, it's like, well, not me. I. You so know. that yeah, there's a, a yeah. there needs to be conversion at every level. <laughs> oh yes, everybody needs to be converted. You bet. So that's the last part of this particular series with Sister Lorna, who I would like to thank again for being willing to spend time with me and for her generosity in our conversations. I certainly look forward to the next time we can hang out. As I mentioned at the top of the program, I'm recording this in between my daytime and evening winter concert performances. And guess what? Aftercare is in my classroom, eating popcorn screaming their heads off and watching the Grinch. And it seems to me that the sound is turned up to a strong 11 and my head is pounding. And as usual, I want to be honest with you. I don't think I have it in me to do an ask me anything right now, for which I hope you will forgive me because I think I've talked long enough. But I do want to wish you God's richest blessings during this beautiful season. That's about to get a whole lot more beautiful after today is over. We have almost made it to winter break, and I don't think I'm going to get to talk with you again until sometime after the new year. So please have a wonderful time with your family, with your friends, or even if you're just on your own. Rest, relax, recharge, and get ready to come back in the new year to continue creating a more tuneful, beautiful, artful world. 